Hello and welcome to this, the Majestic Material, episode 130 or 130 if you're in Canada. I'm Andy Anatko. I'm Florence Ion. And I'm Russell Ivanovich. And Christmas is only two or three days away, ding, ding, which ding, Russell and I can't ding, enjoy, ding, ding. can't really enjoy because we're both moving on the same. Can I that, ask that, why you guys decided? I I was yeah. thinking about this while I was washing the dishes earlier today. Why did Russell and Andy decide to move during Christmas? <laughs> well, I, I can't speak for Andy, but I will tell you, Flo, that there's this there's this magical thing people kept asking us because we've been building a house for the last year, and they always are you going to be in by Christmas? And I'm like, why is that important? I guess it's like trying to end 2017 on a high note. And I'm like, you know what? I do want to get in by Christmas. And my builder seemed on board with the idea because they love getting paid, obviously. Oh, so they're like, sweet, yeah. if we can get you to make the final progress payment by the end of the year, why shouldn't we? So they they rushed everything in the last few months. They got it finished. And then I'm sitting there as I've booked this delivery truck for 7 a.m. on Saturday, and I'm like, why are we moving in before Christmas? Can we have just waited a few <laughs> days? Are we, are we stupid? I think we are. I don't know. What about you, Andy? What What inspired you to do it? Uh, this it's been sort of like in the works for the past two or three months. And at some point you have to, at some point you have to realize that fact when you're navigating four or five different variables, if they all converge on December 21st, you say, okay, I'll make that work. That's fine. Also, also it helps that I don't have kids and I don't have to worry about like scarring them or saying, I'm just going to have to buy them whatever the Microsoft X whatever thing is, no matter how many elbows I have to throw, I have to not make I have to not make 2017 as the most awful Christmas in our childhood's history because they and then dad packed the presents but didn't know where they went and it turns out that they had been in that they went to the storage unit and uh, Oh, Andy. and then he went. Then he then he went to the to the all night drugstore and got us Skittles and some sort of like remote control helicopter that broke immediately. <laughs> let, let me tell you a story about this. Very much related about being a bad dad. So um, we're moving into a house that has this thing called MBN, like National Broadband Network here in Australia. Fiber to the home. Super excited. Amazing internet. Like who can what is that more? like? Yeah, it must <laughs> be good. So, anyway, on Monday I, I take some time off work. I'm standing there waiting for the installers to. They just got to run basically like five meters of cable to my house. I'm like, sweet. This shouldn't take very long. It takes about an hour. They turn up and they they plug in all the equipment. They're like, oh, actually, sorry to say, there's a network fault between this cable and some other bit of cable. Um, and sorry, we're, we're going to have to leave. I'm like, no, 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 don't leave. We're moving in. Like on Saturday, my kids are going to murder me if they can't watch YouTube. Like I'm talking <laughs> literal murder here. Um, and then they're like, oh, sorry, that's not our problem. That's the network people. You know, they'll come by and fix it. Normally, it only takes a few days. I'm like, okay, a few days. That's fine. Um, then I get an email from my service provider. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry to inform you that, you know, there's been a delay. Um, it's now scheduled for the 1st of February. 2018. I'm like, oh no, I'm the you worst. You won't fun. have internet until the first of February. And I haven't told my kids yet. They they love YouTube videos oh. and playing games online and stuff. This is this is going to be my Christmas oh present my to gosh, them. Oh my gosh, what yeah. are you going to do? I'm saying this as a person who like uh, runs her. I effectively have a yeah. business. I'm running out of this little room. So like me without internet and just me as I was complaining before we were recording about how I feel like my internet's been really throttled lately. Um, if you did see my Twitter feed over the weekend, I did post that we <laughs> way went over our data cap of one terabyte, uh, which is terrible uh, <laughs> that we use so much, just two individuals in one house, but we both work from home. 
Um, so I can't believe it. February 1st, what are you going to do? So I spent, <laughs> just to round this out, I spent all morning running around to um, our three major telcos trying to find out what their mobile broadband deals are. And I have 200 I, yeah. gig of mobile data and I've bought like a mobile modem thing that you can plug into like your network. And I'm like, 200 gig, how long is that going to last us? Hopefully, like, hopefully that's enough because I think if my kids realize there's a limit and they can't, they, you can't go over the limit because it's after the limit, it's $10 a gigabyte. $10. This is a good life lesson. So it's just unplug. Yeah. If we get to 200 megabytes, it's just going to, uh, sorry, gigabytes, it's just going to be unplugged and that's it. The internet is gone. Russell, you, you didn't live up to the promise of like a story about bad parenting. If you want a story about bad parenting, here's how you can turn this around. Uh, don't <laughs> tell the kids that the you have, it's more than one child, right? You have yeah, like kids. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you don't tell them that, oh, well, the company can't install the thing by February 1st. You gather them together, and not with the angry dad voice, but with the terrifyingly calm and rational dad's voice where you know where you just wish that your parent would hit you because you know that the tension of whatever it <laughs> yes. is and you say and you just <laughs> and you say kids this is not directed at either one of you because you're both members of this team i have decided that a certain recent incident means that i should cut off internet for an entire month and I'll do it for the entire household, not just for you guys. And I think one of you knows exactly why I'm doing this. <laughs> and then you simply walk away. <laughs> oh, that's, yes. That's now how that's you, being that's a bad how you dad. Emotionally manipulate the children. I love it. It's <laughs> tempting. It's, I won't say there wasn't a bit of that in my childhood. Like it's very tempting to uh, to run that sort of psychological experiment and just see who <laughs> confesses to what, like exactly, and when. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. Speaking of family, I wanted I wanted to bring this up. Did you see the the 2017 holiday Google Doodle? I will right now. Okay, because it's it's adorable. It's wonderful. It it just I I I kept. It's uh well, it's like if you if you haven't seen it, it's like two like adorable what seem to be grown up penguins. Like one is wearing like a, a one is wearing like a blue knit cap, the other is wearing a blue like scarf, and they're packing for what seems to be a vacation. And on and the and the, as you click through the the storyboards, like you get three or four different images, and it turns out they're going someplace south, someplace tropical to visit family. And uh, so the the official Google page on this, and here's the quote, here's how they describe it. The festive season is here, and this pair of slippery-footed siblings, siblings, note the word siblings, are excited to spend time with their warm weather relatives. Stay tuned over the next couple of weeks to see what kind of fun this feathery family has in store. Now, I I couldn't help but, like, it's, it's, it's adorable. Now, but I have to say, they're living alone, but they're grown-ups living they're they're grown-up <laughs> siblings living together that's not weird it's just a data point so it's a the sort of thing that gets my attention and makes me want to dig further and see if there's like another story that's sort of going to be un, un, unrolled here um but then you see like they're like they in their igloo house they've got like pictures hanging on the wall one of which is uh like a parrot and a toucan the first one in the back the first photo you see in the background is is the parrot and the toucan very very proud as, as heck and holding two eggs one that both of them look like they're ready to crack in the next panel where they're packing or they're calling they're they're, they're calling the, the the toucan and saying oh yes we're coming over we're coming over there's one of the same parrot and toucan holding what seemed to be like 
chick versions of those two penguins. You have a, a really, really young penguin in a little blue Happy knit cap. Happy versions. Really. Exactly. <laughs> okay, th thus implying that they're going to visit their parents. Um, I, it's just so many questions Are they adopted? Up. No, oh my gosh, they're adopted. That Okay, that, that would be cool. But, but it also means that like whatever adopt, adoption agencies now realize we have some penguins, but realize that they're going to want to naturally live like in the Arctic and you are tropical birds. And of course, the first thing they did when they were emancipated was, of course, move to the Arctic and in, live in igloos. So was there some sort of argument, some sort of shift? What did the state take them away and place wow. them like wow, with the Arctic of our family? Gosh, that's, see, that's, see, that, that's what, that's what happens because there, uh, there are like presents on the, on the last panel of this, there are like four presents that need, that sort of suggest, Oh, you're going to get another one on the 25th, another one on Jan on the 31st, another one on January 1st. If they were doing this daily, like they would be answering. I've got an entire like week to, I, I, I don't. I don't want to mean that. I don't want anybody to think that I'm judging this or that I'm thinking this. I'm just saying there is a lot. They're giving us a lot of data here, and a lot of it doesn't make the sort of direct linear sense you'd expect of an all ages holiday Google Doodle. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm on tenterhooks. I can't wait to see how this. What what the what the big reveal is? I mean, I, I bet I bet that I bet that Google is is understands what my expectations are, what my prejudices are, and is working to subvert them in a way that we will all find delightful and a growth experience. I think this is what everyone on Twitter is going to be talking about now that uh, you know Game Game of Thrones is is paused, and so are a lot of like other shows that people <laughs> like are always like you know waiting for the next cliffhanger. This is this is a real cliffhanger. I mean, my take on this is is far less dark. I'm sorry, Andy, but I think what's happened here is you've got the toucan and the parrot. Um, I think they're you know they're definitely in a or some kind of relationship together, um, and they've they've like sponsored these uh, kids in the Arctic. So they're like, yeah, we're going to sponsor these kids in the Arctic. We know that's their natural habitat. We're going to let them live there. But we know they can survive for like a week in, I don't know, whatever tropical island they live on. So they come and visit. You know, they, they sweat a lot. They probably lose a lot of weight. And then they go back to the Arctic, like where they belong. I think it's just, it's a perfect story about families. Like it's it's the kids you see once a week because, you know, you can't live in the Arctic and they can't live on a tropical island. So it's like, what are you going to do? Russia can't even see this Google Doodle. By what the is way. that about, Flo? I was hoping you knew. Why is that whole country what? Uh, is it Google blocked in Russia? They have like their own. I believe they have their own search network. Uh, I believe that they. Yeah. Hmm. Although, isn't Google blocked in China? Yeah, the China's China all blue. It. It's like no, that's fine. Yeah, we're looking, huh. we're looking at the official Google uh, Doodle page for this, and of course, they give you like a world map of here's where this Google Doodle has been deployed. Not in Russia and Might. some, mm. oh, not in the UK either. <laughs> you know, it might have something to do with, I, I know that Russia uh, got booted out of the Winter Olympics because of the doping scandal. Maybe this was the, the IOC's like sanctions, like supreme, saying you also don't get to see the next really cool, uh, heart-touching holiday Google Doodle. So the UK and Ireland both have doping too because they're not on here. I think they're using ad blockers. And <laughs> Maybe. Google is just a little bit tiffed. Germany's all. not on here either. This is very peculiar. I'm very curious about this. Um, okay, I, I've, run, I've run out of phony baloney excuses. I have no idea. That is weird. Yeah, I mean, England and Germany are in there. You're like, what is going on here? That is peculiar. No, no, I, I see it. I see it because the English are very proper, right? They're like, a toucan and a parrot cannot adopt a pair of penguins, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And the Germans are very, like, you know, as we know, very factual. They're like, no, 
Does no, but Germans are all about you being like, they're all about expression of self. I mean, you go to Berlin, everyone is just being themselves. So I feel like they'd have well, maybe, no Maybe problems. that's why. There's like, no, 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 there's no reason they can't live together. Like why are they on separate continents? This makes no sense. I'm sorry. And my German accent is terrible. I won't do that again. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound a little bit French, oh. didn't it? <laughs> France does see this Google Doodle, by the way. So Of course we do. Um, <laughs> we 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 honestly need some listeners weird. to get back to us as to why well, I'm going to have to research this as well. Why why is the reach like this? Like there's whole parts of Africa missing. Like obviously Russia, Germany, UK. It's some very strange combination of countries. Yeah. So so especially if you're in Germany or the UK, tell us what Google you're seeing, like in the last week of December, because I'm going I'm I'm I've just hit Google.de and I always all I see no doodle at at whatever. So it's not as though they gave you a special German doodle. <gasps> they get to know doodle. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, you guys will learn more. We'll learn more on the 25th, the 31st, and the 1st of the rest of the narrative. Yeah. You see, well, I, I... This is this is what happens when Netflix dumps every single episode of a series on the same day and we can all binge watch them, see them, see them all in one day. When we get like an actual mystery to be teased out, we savor it. Mm, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy this one. Hey, speaking of savoring, have you guys done the Google Santa tracker yet? Have you have you asked your 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 G homes, uh, you know, to to call in and check in on the North Pole? I tried calling, and Santa was at the beach. We we tried calling from Australia, and apparently we're not allowed to call. Australians don't get to call Santa. I'm like, what is wow. what is that? Some kind of ge- Santa wow. is geo blocked. Is he not coming to our country this year? What's happening? I'm very concerned. For <laughs> you know what? It, 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 it must be really nice to be Santa because, you know, it, it's like uh, the week of WW, like when WDC is like three or four days away, when I got a book deadline that's three or four days away, I would love to be able to go to a beach when I've got all the stuff to do and all the stuff to prepare. I would love to have underlings to do everything for me. So all I have to do is reapply sunblock. Uh, every time after I swim, knowing that apparently everything's being done for me. I'm sorry if that's a little bit dark, but very, I'm saying very that capitalist. What, what's, of what, you, is, Andy. what is Santa doing on a beach? What's he doing on a beach? Well, that, that's he's, all he's doing in Australia. He's, that, that's he's nice trading snow. stocks. He's trading stocks. Exactly. He's Bitcoin. Exactly. He's 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 part of that one percent problem. He's a CEO. He's he knows he's going to get his eighteen million dollar bonus no matter how the North Pole performs. <laughs> It's very true. No, 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 but, maybe but, that's why yeah. you can't get him in Australia because he's there and maybe his his SIM card just doesn't work. Oh, he hasn't figured out the international data roaming. I mean, I get that. I get that because trying to figure <laughs> Listen, out data roaming, America let me tell you, is, is not so good about data roaming as we have learned through uh, through living it. So, and I believe the North Pole is part of America. What? Well, it's part of would it be part of Canada? Really? You guys own the North Pole? I think it's I think it's international, isn't it? You better not. Also, they also it's now kind of water, so there's no the pole sank. <laughs> Maybe that's why Santa is in Australia. He's outsourced everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. Super confusing, super confusing. But you can. We'll put a link to the show notes if you really want to track Santa, and if you want to try and call him and report back if it works in in your country as well, that'd be good. I don't I don't know why we've missed out on this uh, this magical. Put, put in a good put in a good word for Russell. He's been really nice. He, he deserves <laughs> that that flexible flyer sled he wants. That should be on the good list. Damn it. I just want to appreciate the fact that we didn't try and ask Google to answer any of the last couple of questions that we've had. Like we started off the show with a lot of questions. 
And neither of us have thought to Google it. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, I, I believe that I, I went to google.de myself just to verify these things firsthand. <laughs> oh, this firsthand. is true. This is true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and the thing, and and the, my, my comments about Santa being on the beach is more of an op-ed sort of thing. It's not uh, the journalism. It's more of an editorial. So I'm free to basically make things up as I go. But, but okay. But but seriously, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that the Santa Tracker continues on and continues to be a good thing. I one, one of my uh, one of my best family photos that excuse me one of my favorite family photos I ever took. This was in my first within my first four year term as an uncle. Uh, is uh, I uh, that uh, I had uh, as of my parents' house. Uh, I had to like tell them like not to pick up the phone because I was using my enormous power book like 190c to get onto telnet contact norad and use the santa tracker and there's a picture of like my now grown up graduated from college nieces and nephews huddled huddled around this computer all excited because uncle andy the computer whiz actually was able to is actually able to find out where santa is right now and so it's it's we find new ways of keeping that lie alive because it, it is such a beautiful lie, is it not? Yeah, it is. I mean, I destroyed a keyboard in the great coffee disaster of 2017 yesterday, <laughs> and I quickly got on the phone with Santa and I said, "Yo, buddy, <laughs> I need a new up. keyboard, preferably this time. Can I get one with a number pad? Because I needed to put in the alt codes on Windows, you know." So I hope Santa's going to deliver. Um. I don't. I don't know, Florence. I I heard from one of my elves that you were drinking coffee in an open container near this expensive piece of equipment. Now that's rather naughty, wouldn't you agree? Hey, Target had this desk on sale, and this was all I could afford. Okay, Santa, just they're not large enough, Santa. And I don't want to drink I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm an adult. I, I I can joke because I blew up a two thousand dollar MacBook by falling asleep in a hotel room bed while reading my email because I was hold and I was holding like I just poured myself like a glass of Diet Dr Pepper with ice and apparently I apparently as I reconstructed it later on I had fallen asleep and sort of my hand just like went boom over the keyboard you, wow and. And I, I didn't. And the, the thing was, I, I slept because uh, it was one of those travel days where it's like I slept for 90 minutes and then I had to do like a full day. And so I woke up at 4 a.m. like five hours later. And oh, God, what did I finish my email and try to wake up? the In that time, like the Diet Dr. Pepper had like pretty much dried. And so, like, I, it took me a while to put together what had happened only by an almost dry Dr. Pepper stain on, like, my sheets that was exactly the shape and size of the bottom of my MacBook. And the, the hysterically funny part was I was supposed to deliver a keynote address five hours, six hours later. But fortunately, and the, <sighs> and the only, and it was on Dropbox, the only way out of it was... Okay, I can't. I, I have. I had a little bit of a few tools. I took it apart, tried to figure. It's like, no, this is absolutely not coming back. And said, okay, there is an Apple store literally across the parking lot from this hotel. I can at this now six a.m. I can just place an order on the site. 
pick it up it pick it up at 10 10 a.m when they open have it restored by 11 and probably still be able to deliver my keynote and that's one of the times where it's like i i yes i threw money at the problem i threw a lot of money at the problem and i kind of i was kind of Did looking forward to getting a new oh that that got the diet dr pepper out yeah exactly buying a brand new Actually, it worked. Also, I mean, did you make a, your keynote? Because oh yes, I'm yes, very yes, concerned. yes I did. <laughs> not not only that, but I that that is now what I term my killer open. Like if if I feel like I'm gonna if I was at the, like the the party or whatever like the day before, and I re, I realize that this is not my crowd. They are not getting me. That I prepared exactly the wrong sort of talk. I am going to. I'm sorry. MacBook, you're you're expendable. I'm going to take you out so that I can open the keynote by showing this thing, restarting, just going boom, restart, boom, restart, boom on video, and then my going to the Apple Store and opening the shrink wrap. Boy, was the crowd on my side when they realized that I had spent two thousand dollars to keep my commitment of being a keynoter. Nice. So, Santa, if you if you can if you can get me like a a, a working 2013 MacBook Pro to replace the one that I destroyed. Uh, I'll still take it. I'll. <laughs> uh, Andy, I've I've got a way for you to recover some of that money. Uh, I think Flo's uh, going to tell us about our next sponsor. Yay! This episode is brought to you by Linode. Linode has fast and powerful hosting options that you can get set up in seconds. Their tools are easy to understand, and they let you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. Linode plans now start at $5 a month for a Linux server with one gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, access to a 200 gigabit network, Intel E5 processors, which are the fastest processors in the cloud market. They have nine data centers spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers quickly. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud. And they also offer super simple scaling, allowing you to resize your servers in just a couple of clicks. All this is manageable via the command line, and all of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing, with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services, like backups and node balancers. Linode has a fantastic pricing option. You can get a server with one gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and you can go all the way up to 16 gigs of RAM for just $60 a month. Across the board, Linode is offering twice the amount of RAM you'll get elsewhere. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at http colon slash slash linode.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there is nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code material2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting the Material Podcast. Thank you very, very much, Linode, once again, for being our Santa Claus uh, or, or the Santa Claus of our friends and family by proxy because we use ad dollars to buy presents for people. The Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm imagining Santa's like well, a lion. He's a proud lion with huge claws. <laughs> well, you he think about that beard is actually the white mane. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Really what's going on there. That's, that's what's um, always been going on. Which actually means, again, Santa doesn't do any work because all the lionesses. Yeah, slash exactly. They're just sitting there on a yes. rock, sleeping in the sun. Santa is probably yeah. a lion. 
he, he wears those mittens and those thick boots, so you don't know like what's under what his hands are really like. <laughs> so I have to ask a question to you too, and it's, it happens to be in our show notes, which is very convenient. Um, I have accumulated a lot of Google Homes in my time. I got some free from Google. I bought a whole bunch. I got some free with it phones. It just gave some away. There was literally, <laughs> I kid you not, I had a whole, whole box of Google Phones. And I've started, uh, phones, Google Homes, sorry. So I've started giving them to friends. I'm like, here, have a Google yeah. phone, Home. Try it out. I keep trying to say Google Phone. Have a Google Home. Put it in your home. <laughs> Try it out and see how it goes. And they're always like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? And I want to tell them, like, I have an entire box yeah. of these things. Just just take please. Please, please take one. So now I have I have only three left. Only three people. And I also maybe- have only three. One is waterproof <laughs> and sometimes comes into the shower so I can hear the podcasts. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. So I admit my shame. I don't care. <laughs> that's my question. That's what I want to know. So I'm moving into a new house and I'm trying to figure out where should I put these three. And I've had a ton of problems with when two are too close to each other and the wrong one response timers and stuff. I'm like, I'm not making that mistake again. So I'm thinking one in the kitchen area. And I'm actually going to try something different. I'm going to try and put one in each of the boys' rooms and just see if they actually use it, if they set timers, if they ask homework questions, all the things that they show you in the ads. Like I'm going to see if that actually works out, like see the kind of things that they do. So what what about you two? Like are you deploying any Google Homes in your new home, Andy? Uh, I did uh, I did get the Google Home Mini. I just, it took me two weeks to decide that, okay, look, 30 bucks. Let's, eh, let's, get, let's get it. Yeah. Uh, um. The thing is, I'm still sort of like a, a egalitarian uh, mixed assistant environment because I still like uh, I still like the uh, Amazon Alexa for the for the automation stuff, but I still love Google Home for the stuff that uh, making appointments and uh, calendar stuff and actually answering questions and expecting long winded answers to them uh, and complicating things is that. Uh, the it's my move is a, a minor lifestyle change, but a lifestyle change. I just, I decided that I really I've never lived like in a busy downtown area, so I'm I'm literally at the crossroads of uh, like absolutely downtown. Where if I if I don't want to cook, I can walk within five minutes and be at five really good restaurants. So, but the this the thing is, instead of having like two floors, now it's like I can just yell anywhere in this house now, and probably something will pick it up. So I don't know whether I'm going to zone it for the the the, the living and entertainment areas are owned by uh, Amazon. The business and professional areas are owned by Google. Uh, I'm. I really am looking forward to. I'm going to have to. Also, I got. I got the new. Uh, the the new Amazon uh, uh, device that has the. It's the. Uh, not the spot. It's the. It's the one that. It's the the one that looks like a little alarm clock. It has a round oh, color screen. What do you think of that, by the way? Um, dot. No, yeah. it's got another name. No, it's it? not the. Amazon. Sorry, the spot. Spot. The spot. Yeah, oh, this spot. Okay. Uh, uh, and actually. I haven't I have I haven't unpacked it yet because it arrived just this week and I, my head's been full of bees about trying to coordinate all everything that has to come together and happen tomorrow uh and but it really does seem like the sort of thing that the, the reason why the reason why I have an Amazon Alexa at the side of my bed for getting dressed in the morning what's the weather going to be uh and uh, wake up calls and turning off lights because I don't want to get out of bed it's a really cool thing that the speaker is not good. It's it's serviceable. It, it will also wake me up. It's a good it's a good shrill wake you up sort of in the morning speaker. But it's not like the regular Amazon uh, Amazon device where it feels like a very good like little tower Bluetooth speaker. I like it a lot. But, but uh, I'm sorry to, to, to get back to what we're talking about. I'm, I think I'm going to have to keep all of them running for 
at least a couple of weeks and figure out which one I wind up using more than anything else. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I've managed to live, limit myself to only two Google Home devices, so maybe I don't have as big a problem as you guys. So what what about you, Flo? I, see, I definitely see a Google Home adapter there in the background. Those those things you can spot a mile away. That's, That's a big. home. Yeah. That is an Echo Plus next to it, which I actually wrote something about today. Um, I have been using it with a couple of devices in the house to test it as a smart home controller. And it's kind of limited because it only has uh, Zigbee functionality. So it only works with like the Hue light bulbs and some of the Samsung smart things that I have around the house. So I was just kind of testing it today. And then I was listening to music on it and I actually really enjoy how much louder it is in the Google Home. So I just kind of let the music play. And it's Spotify, like the like continuing to play on Spotify is not as good though as on the Google Home. Like I just find that some commands get some commands are better on the Google Home and some commands are better on uh Alexa as Andy said, <laughs> um, which by the way, I changed mine to, uh, to compy. <laughs> I can't say the whole word. Uh, and it's probably not a good thing because sometimes I talk about those things with my husband and then it thinks I'm talking to it. But anyway, I have three of these things in my house and I have one upstairs and I have one down and I have a bunch downstairs. So I don't know, maybe I'm just the wrong person to ask because I use these things for, I write about these things. And so I have them going all the time. I just talk to them all day. I mean, it just be like, I work at home alone. So at one point throughout the day, like the cat is not interested in me anymore. She's really just been upstairs a lot in the last couple of weeks. So I just find myself talking to these things sometimes just for the sheer fact that I need some sound in here. Also, I will say that when I'm rushing out the door to be able to set up the entire house, like just with my voice, as I'm also multitasking, like putting on my earrings, like putting on my shoes, like grabbing my coat, getting my bag, making sure I have everything. And then I'm also yelling out at the smart speakers to make sure that they're like turning this light on, making this light dimmer, making sure that the Christmas tree is off, which by the way, we've also automated. Um, I find that it really helps with the multitasking, but uh, there's just a lot. There's just so much stuff going on in my house. I am not surprised that I went over a terabyte of data. (laughs) It's just just all these smart things connecting out to the web. Actually, because I have a lot, I have like different, anyway. (laughs) I I have a tip around that for our listeners. So maybe over the holidays, you've got some time, maybe you've got a week off, maybe you've got a few days off. I don't know how much time you have, but both the Amazon platform, trying to say the words, and the Google platform um, let you, if you know anything about development at all and you just want to tinker a bit, they both let you deploy um, skills or integrations as they're called on the Google side um, without actually needing to put them in the store. So you can, for your own um, Amazon device or your own Google device, you can actually um, write like a really basic sort of web service type thing and you can hook it into whatever the heck you want. And it's it's really fun to play around with it. We, we played around it with it here in the office. Um, I'm setting it up at home at the moment to turn on, you know, lights and do various like funny um, type things. And if you don't actually want to put it in the store, which for, if it's for your house, you, you probably don't want to do that. It's really easy. Like you don't need approval. You don't need anything else. You can just deploy like a quote unquote test version and it can just live on your devices like forever basically linked to your account. So that's... That's super handy if you want to try that out. 
You can also use IFTTT to yeah. uh, insert your own commands based on maybe there's a phrase that you like to say differently and uh, the smart speakers don't really recognize that natively. You could just go program that into IFTTT. And there's a, an app, a new app that I found, well, I guess it's not that new, on Android called Stringify that basically lets you piece all those different things together and it makes the IoT setup easy for basically anybody. Like the the yeah. interface is super easy to use. You can do things based on like time of day. You can even integrate stuff with like the ring doorbell, which I have a really hard time doing with Google Assistant. Uh, I love this. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. We, we, it's, uh, you, it's, it, it, even if it's not terribly easy to set up these complex actions and get everything dialed in, once you get bitten by the bug and you see what oh, yeah. you can do, you're willing to – I mean, I, I it's kind of fun to set up a – this is the uh, – I, I, last time I moved was 10 years ago, long before this sort of stuff. So I'm starting with an empty – like large apartment so I can lay things out exactly I want. Now I can, when I, when I was touring this place, when I was, when I was looking at properties, it was like a part of it was now actually that's great. Cause it's like the, it's like the living room and the kitchen are like one big, huge area, which means it could be covered by one sort of speaker area. Uh, and, uh, but it's, I, I still remember though, the, the, the classic example of how some people are just into this and some people are not where people's comfort level is, so we used to be, uh, I was, uh, the, one of the family traditions that we fell into in my house, like after, after the kids all grew up and moved out was that I would, I, this was one of my favorite parts of Christmas. I would like, uh, I, I lived only about like a half hour away from my mom and dad's house. I would, you know, go over my mom and dad's house. Me and dad would go out to the same tree lot and buy like mom and dad's Christmas tree and we'd spend the entire day, and I'd I'd buy like a half a half a gallon of like hard pressed cider that the tree lot also was crushing, and you could actually watch that them make so the cider. So beautifully northeastern, by the way. Just <laughs> there you go. Apple cider, you had to slide that in there. <laughs> and death, uh, yeah, exactly. It's dead. <laughs> So and and dad would do like the dad thing, which is all right. I'll, I'm gonna get, get this all perfect and trimmed perfectly, and and you let them do, let them do that while I unpack all the all the uh, all the, uh, the all the lights and all the decorations and all the ornaments. And the first year, I showed up with X10 like home controller like hardware. These like the, it was a precursor to the Internet of Things. You were like they use the wiring of your house as to communicate between oh. these things you plug your, your your lamps and things into, right? And so my my mom and dad would have like one candle in every single window and every night like they'd have to walk and unplug every single one of them. And so I I was I didn't know if my my mom was not technophobic, but she didn't really love technology. And so I was saying, "No, I here's a I showed her the remote where I basically masked off everything but the on and off buttons. Now at the start of the day, when you want to turn them on, you just press this button, clunk, and all the lights went on, including the Christmas tree. And then when you want to turn them all off, you press this button, clunk, and all the lights went off. And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. And now I and I saw that I saw that this first salvo had landed very well. So I didn't I didn't spring this on her because I knew this would be this would not work out well if I sprang on her. See how well the the basic concept went. I said, Well, mom, you know what I could do? I could set it up so that it automatically turns on at the same time every day and automatically turns off. And you don't have to do anything. And I saw her like 
trying to steal, like thinking about this and trying to steal her courage. And that was just one step too far. She, she needed the control <laughs> of being the finger that pushes the button. No, I, I totally get that. We have, um, as part of this new place, we got some air conditioning unit that they shoved on us with some kind of weird touch panel-y thing. And by default, it's actually configured to come on and off by itself. And that is insanely convenient, but I just don't like it. I'm like one of those old people. I'm like, no, I'll tell you when to turn off. And what is also- it, a business office? <laughs> Why does it have to be automated? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I turn it all off. I'm like, nope, I tell you when to come on and I tell you when to go off, damn it. So, yeah, you know, I sympathize I can appreciate with your mum there, Andy. This is exactly why I haven't uh, bought any sports speakers for any of my family members and why I did not yeah. buy. I ended up not buying any DNA tests for anybody because I just kind Oof. of, yeah, I decided not to yeah. because I was going to. And then when I had to put everybody, everyone in my family's name into the order screen, it felt really gross. Like I feel gross typing my family members' names or like my husband's name somewhere because it's such a, you know, it's such a personal, like that means I'm signing somebody else up for something without their consent. And I feel like giving a smart speaker as a Christmas gift, I know I'm going to get a lot of like, well, I just bought one for my wife, which is great. I'm glad. <laughs> right. But I, I also, just me personally, I didn't do that because... I just don't know how people feel about it. Like they come to my house and they see it, but I still don't know if they feel comfortable with that. And I'm starting to have that conversation with my friends who aren't in this tech world that we're usually in. And I try to gauge like how they feel about it. And uh, thus far, the the reactions have been kind of like standoffish, like I don't, mm, don't really want to touch that, you know, ignorance is bliss, <laughs> gonna yeah. enjoy like, but then I have to explain to them, well, see the iPhone that you're using, <laughs> you're already giving, see the Facebook profile that you've had for the past 10 years, uh, the Instagram algorithm that shows you, you know, basically I just feel like if, 2017 could be summed up in any word it would be data (laughs) (laughs) everything was about data this year yeah no there's actually there's a so this leads in nicely to like one of my favorite things i read this week uh there's a cartographer by the name of justin obame burn burn justin o'burn i'm byron Let, let's all mispronounce it so I'm not alone. <laughs> Sorry, <you>. Justin. <laughs> but 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 he's Justin. You're awesome. He uh, he used to be Apple's head of cartography, and uh, he also spoke at Google I/O about map design, user interface, which was an amazing talk. Because we're not talking about like here's how to create like a button that uh, here's how to scroll in. It was no, it's like paper maps. Here's the interface. Here's how people navigate their eyes. How do they, where's if they're looking for something, here's how they find something on a map. And that's why this map design is terrible. And this one is actually useful. Uh, and so uh, he's been doing off and on on his blog. Uh, the question, how far ahead of Apple maps is Google maps, which shows you exactly where his thinking is. And, uh, but the latest one, uh, the, I, I really the, I, go to the show notes. The whole blog post is so so much worth reading. I was taking so many notes so I could remember things. Uh, and so rather than sort of reiterate everything that he said, 
basically he, he says, and this is a quote, Google Maps is six years ahead because Apple is relying on data that could be collected by a street van or bought license, bought or licensed from someplace else. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> I'm reading my own. This, this is the, this is my own summary. I'm sorry. It's not a quote. <laughs> basically, basically quote me. <laughs> I thought, I thought that I thought that this wasn't as well written as the stuff that I saw in the blog post, but basically this, he, he, he is saying that Google Maps is currently, he he thinks six years ahead of Apple, uh, because, uh, uh, Apple is all the data that they put into into uh, Apple Maps is data that can be found and collected. So either they send a, a, st- a streetcar uh, th- uh, taking pictures of the street uh, and collect it that way, or they're buying that da- street data and licensing it from someplace else. Whereas Google is using data to create brand new data, the sort of data that you can't collect. You have to figure it out from all the other stuff you have. Uh, and he makes this really compelling case about talking about how uh, if you go to he, – he's talking about he, – he lives in a – or came from a small town of 10,000 people. And he's amazed that if you go into Google Maps, you will find not just not just every street covered big deal, but also every building is depicted. And the shape of every building is completely accurate all the way to here's the post office. Here are steps leading up to the post office. Whereas with Apple Maps, you'll just see just here is a post-apocalyptic barrenless plane of of course it's got here's the pizza parlor here's the hairdressing salon but there's no features there and that's even true like in places in chicago and san francisco and all these other places where google where google maps is not not even just showing you exactly what this building looks like in 3d a 3d representation but even say here there are five uh heating ventilation and cooling uh, turbines on the top one two three four five because they're combining uh satellite imagery and their own flyby imagery to build these 3d not not in terms of like here's a here you can fly through the canyons but to give you an idea if you're about to visit this place what the building looks like and here's where the entrance to this place is um and and so they're and they're also using uh, Google Street View uh, to identify business. Not just here is what these pictures look like, but also to pop out of read the signs and basically here is where that we know that this business is at roughly this street address. But is it on the north corner of this building? Is it on the south corner of this building? So it can actually not it not only is it identifying business names and locations from this imagery, it's also placing them uh, directly. Uh, and so. Uh, the an example of this uh, data that you have to figure out for yourself is this thing called areas of interest. Like here's where here's what the the main drags like the the streets that people go to to shop and the places you go to hang out. This is not just people's backyards. This is place where things are happening, uh, and you can't really collect that. You have to figure it out. And Google's algorithm figures out well. Here's here's a place where lots of bars, lots of retail stores, lots of restaurants, and they're kind of clustered like this. So I believe that's this area. Uh, and showing and so and they shade uh, the Google Maps will shade that in a sort of a golden sort of hue to show you that by the way this is sort of a high density cool area so to speak this is again you're not if you if you decide to go for a walk in this area you will find a place to get your hair done you will probably find a, <laughs> people loitering in the street because this is sort of a a, a big part of the city um, and as evidence they were talking he uh, cited a. Uh, a uh, doctoral student in her thesis who was do, doing uh, research into the concept of areas of interest. And she got this data for San Francisco by talking to, by interviewing people 
living in San Francisco and asking them, can you just draw us a map of like every place that you know of in San Francisco? And the places that these, uh, and then basically the, she used that to create a map of areas of interest in San Francisco. And this was unrelated to what Google was doing, but it turns out that her map generated over a series of months maps almost exactly to these exact areas that this these algorithms created. So, so it's it's not just creating better Google Maps. He's talking about he finishes up with in a really bravo sort of role here by saying like imagine a self let's say you're, you're developing a self driving car. It, wouldn't it be useful that if you're taking this client to a restaurant, it will drop them off at the actual entrance to the restaurant and not just somewhere on that block? Uh, or uh, imagine uh, AR, augmented reality or uh, or immersive reality glasses where you're driving and you don't know like where the building you're having this meeting is. And suddenly, and suddenly you notice that one of the buildings has a perfect <laughs> like wireframe uh, uh, orange outline as you're driving around it showing you this is the building you're meeting at. And by the way, this star is is the location of the Panera Bread where you're going to have your job interview. Uh, all the sort of stuff. Yeah, I really, really, really read this uh, read this article because it's so well done. And it does show you that it's it's a sometimes you have to use data to create data. You can't just simply find data in the street. Uh, and I have to admit that I've uh, even when I'm using my Apple device, I don't use Apple Maps. It's not because I have decided that it's the by far inferior to Google Maps. It's because I'm just sort of programmed to tap the Google Maps icon. But when I do check them side by side, it's like Apple Maps will probably give you what you want. Google Maps will definitely give me what I want and possibly give me more than what I want. And it's nice to see someone with the credentials of, uh, of Justin not just stating that based on my reputation, but also here is here's what you need to understand about how maps work. And here's what you need to understand about how Google and Apple are approaching it. Great stuff. You know, the reason I'm on Android, the reason I became an Android user is because of Google Maps. Because <laughs> I was young and I had no idea how to get around the Bay Area. And I had a lot of hustle to do. I had to I had to be, you know, I would in the summer I would take college classes at like the different community colleges based on wherever they were offering it. So I would commute. Um, I would live, I would move in with my parents when I needed to save some money in the burbs. So again, I would have to like commute to the city <laughs> and this place is giant and I really needed to be able to know where I was going. Back in the day when Android was coming around, you had to pay for maps on your phone. I had to pay Verizon Wireless $5 extra a month if I wanted mobile navigation or whatever they called it back then. Android had it for free on Google Maps. And even back then, like just having the ability to navigate anywhere, it was really incredibly empowering. And I trusted Google Maps. So a couple years after I adopted Android, I started taking like solo road trips because again, I had Google Maps to guide me through like the redwood forests of California and I trusted it. I trusted that it would still, and to this to this day, it still guides me through those same forests, even when there isn't uh, a ton of data or a ton of uh, connection, cellular connection, because of all that data that it already has stored inside the map. Like it's, I just, Google Maps is a phenomenal tool and of course they're going to use it as like the one thing to keep us all reeled in because it's the it's the money shot for android it's the money shot for google this is the thing everybody relies on 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember when I first started driving, the, there was no Google Maps, there was just street directories and you get out with these street directories. Back so so hard to navigate anyway. And then, <laughs> and then Google Maps launched as a originally like a web browser like only service and I would literally go there. I'd hit the, like do a, do a direction route. I'd hit file print and it would print out the directions and I'd take <laughs> that paper into my car and that's how I'd navigate around. So I... I will never forget because I, I was a student back then. I didn't have a lot of money to buy. You know, you could buy like a TomTom or whatever, like a hardware device to actually navigate you around. But I'm still like, a lot of money. Yeah, it's like 400 bucks or something. Like <laughs> I'm like, I can't afford that. Frivolity. My car was worth like $350. So to buy like a $400 thing and stick it to the windshield, it's like I've just <laughs> doubled the value of my car. So it's when... <laughs> I've, just, I've just given people a reason to break into my piece <laughs> exactly. of crap. Exactly. You know how many times my parents have had one of those things stolen? <laughs> anyway, when Google Maps first like introduced turn-by-turn directions, it was... I agree, Fly. It was amazing. And the the real thing I think this article is pointing out is that it's not just that it was amazing back then for what it could do. It's that year after year after year after year they've continued to improve it like at such a rapid pace. Like, I mean, the idea of looking at satellite imagery, figuring out what what's what's the shape of like a house, what is a house, what's on top of a house, like where's the door, that's, that's some amazing stuff. Like as a developer, I just look at that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, as a human being, you could look at that picture and you're like, yeah, I can probably figure out, you know, which what's the roof, what's the what's the house, where's the next house start, like what's a trailer. But to actually write an algorithm that goes through and like does that and does it reliably, because if you think about something like Google Maps, you can't you can't get that information wrong. Like if you if you screw that up, like a lot of people are going to notice. It's just it's amazing how far they've come. And now I do exactly the same thing Andy does. Like every now and again, I'll open Apple Maps because I have an iPhone and I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. Let's try and navigate to some of these places I normally go. And it just, it doesn't do like the time you get there as well as Google Maps. It doesn't do like business things as well as Google Maps. It doesn't even do like you're saying, Andy, like where like you should actually stop like as good as Google Maps. Because Google Maps knows if you're going to this business and let's say this particular side of the road is really busy or it's like a one-way street, it will know exactly how to navigate you around so you end up going the right way once you need to park outside. Like that is just an amazing level of detail. <laughs> That's why I don't use any other mapping app because I'm like, eh, like you got to use the best. Yeah. And sometimes it's a life-saving thing. I, I remember uh, I was talking to um, an, uh, Nokia's map uh, project. I was talking to one of the directors of that team and he was explaining to me that it's when it comes to things like uh, like hospitals, they have to they actually send. I think this is before Street View, of course. We they actually send somebody to verify that what they think is a hospital is a hospital, and not only that, but that person has to drive around and mark here is where the emergency room entrance is. Here is exactly not it's on this block, but here is exactly where it is because I know that people who are using a Nokia phone or a, a device that licenses that that, that library. If they ask for where's the emergency room, they don't want kind of there. They want, yeah, the, my, I, I'm kind of bleeding out here. I really, yeah, yeah. I don't have time to figure out what's what, what's a one-way street. Did I, mean, I so. tell you, did I tell you guys the story of when my mom told her to her car this year? No. No. 2017 has been a hell of a year. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, by the way, <laughs> um, she told her car... For, anyway, it was raining outside, and um, which it doesn't rain a lot here. So when it does rain, uh, you know, the roads are crazy slippery. And um, she just so happened to be like 20 minutes away from my house, which was like a godsend. But uh, I had to go find her. And the way I had to find her, of course, is through 
the Google Maps location sharing. And I was able to like find exactly where she was on the map. I was able to understand that she was on the opposite side of the freeway. Like I was able to find my mom at one in the morning after she (laughs) told her her car. So thank you, Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Google Maps. It's it's. It's this is our our second to last show of the year, so it's okay for us to say that we we are appreciative of the power that Google wields. Sometimes in a scary way, we appreciate that sometimes they do things that are creepy and in their internal logic of oh, wouldn't this be a cool feature? But the fact of the matter is the it's there, there are very few tech products that you can say it goes beyond being commercially successful. The iPhone is commercially successful. It took a lot of work to make a commercially successful phone. That is not not something you you dismiss. However, you look at Google Maps. What did Google Maps do to change the entire world and how they get around places? And features like Google Docs, Google Search, that, uh, yes, again, let's absolutely acknowledge that this is part of their business plan. They they run these things for free because it makes them a great deal of money. But imagine how different the world would be if somebody who is worried that they might be getting very, very sick has the ability to open up a Google search and say, I've, I bumped my elbow and the wound has not, is still sort of leaking stuff at week and a half. Should I get this checked out and not just get a, a, an index search of what returns based on that, but they cultivate search to the point where they re- recognize that we need to give this person a box that says that here is what you should do right now. Here are some phone numbers you can call. So that's, that's why I will, I will curse. Uh, I will curse Facebook, even as I'm going to rely on it for the next week to see pictures of my family's Christmas, uh, my other family members' Christmases. Uh, but Google, I think, is definitely overall a cause for good. Oh, I agree, Andy. I have overall. one super, yeah, overall one quick, super quick story. Um, I, I actually used Google for just such a thing, and I know this is really stereotypical, and I'm sorry, I'm Australian. Um, I was moving a couch because we're moving a whole bunch of stuff at the moment. And I got bitten by a spider. Which, <laughs> Which like? Oh my god! I thought I thought that was just like in the cartoons where if there's an Australian who sh- shows up the sitcom, oh my god, he's going to be moving a couch. I no matter how many times I see that joke, I, I feel guilty because I know it's like it's just a sort of stereotypical thing. And, and I feel bad oh. because I'm now perpetuating the stereotype. But I'm an Australian who got bit by a spider. But the thing is, I knew exactly what oh, type of spider okay. it was, right? And what did I do? I went to Google. And I'm like, well, yep. how dangerous is this particular spot? And it turns out it's not that dangerous at all. Like it came up with a bit of a, a lump thing that disappeared like after a day. I'm like, okay, I don't have to go to hospital. That's that's good to know. So had Google got yeah. that wrong, I probably wouldn't be here today. That, that's how much I trust them, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> You're a stat. You're now a stat, Russell. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Maybe maybe that to, to bring this back around to, to Google Home. Maybe they should be like a special mode. Like a, the, the, normally, you would say "Okay, Guillermo" to like activate it and ask a question. But if you say like let, let's say that this, you're, you're not in a household where there's a person who fulfills this role, you could just say "Mom." Should I should I should should should, should I eat this? It, it looks funny. I don't know if it's bad or not. I mean, the date says it's okay, but bipping bologna can normally be held in a cool environment for up to six days if the package has not been opened. However, if it requires a sort of metallic sheen to it, you should probably throw it away. 
Thanks, mom. <laughs> when can it finally smell? You know, that's what Google needs to do. It needs the to smell milk. speaker needs to smell my food because, first of all, I don't want to smell that rotting milk. All right. Somebody <laughs> should smell it for me. And uh, I would rather yes. put a robot to do that instead of another person, which is Build, usually my husband. Build that in goo. We have this debate in the office all the time because we buy milk and it, we don't drink much milk. It's just for coffees and teas and things like that. Right. And then the day is like two, you're two days past the day and you're like, it smells all right to me. Does it smell all right? Then you just like you have five people like sniffing the milk. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Productivity has grown to a halt. <laughs> While someone decides whether a $1.69 carton of milk is worth throwing away or not. Exactly. $1.69? Where can you find that? <laughs> okay, I buy. I buy. I buy. I only buy milk like for baking, so I only. Buy, I only buy like the pint sized, like the the, the skinny nice. boy, the tall boy, like the like this. That I'm holding up an Arizona Arnold Palmer iced tea, but imagine this filled with beer. Now or now, imagine it filled with milk instead. That's exactly the size I buy. <laughs> and he says as he takes mm. a swig. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a great thing about drinking out of a opaque container. Is it having Arnold Palmer in it? Does it have a Long Island iced tea? You don't know. You can't guess. <laughs> so b- before Andy gets uh, too hammered, we probably should wrap the show, but we should tell listeners before we do that so. we will be back. We will be back next week. We'll have a special, like, shorter episode for you. But if you feel like, oh, am I going to hear material podcast next week? Is my life going to be complete? Two thumbs up. It will be. Absolutely. Aww, Cisco and Ebert, rest in peace. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> On that, well, it's you know, 2017. How can we? How can we ruin it at this point? It's already. It was like he said, two it, thumbs it up. I couldn't help it. it it's it's <laughs> like it's like when it's the all your favorite team by the all star all star break is like eight eighty one games out of first place. It's like you may as well just like play the game in your street clothes. There's no way you're heading to the world. That that's that's was 2017. So you 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 can't. No one can possibly ruin it. Uh, but if you actually, you know, you could save 2017 by, you know, going to relay.fm slash material, sending us emails, you know, pro or con, additional information, different observations, or what the heck. If there's, if you should find a link up there that would allow you to sign up for a membership uh, at uh, several attractive uh, dollar rates, that would basically, it's basically the send Russell, Flo, and Andy a big box of money because we like them uh, fund. Uh, and we will be uh, spending it on interesting to be fair it does pay for our time <laughs> so <laughs> just everybody Actually, knows out I, there <laughs> I, uh, you know I, I i could i could defend that if, if you said that it it it, uh, it pays for the expertise and the entertainment value i would have to back off of that but if you're saying we did spend time we're, we did we're spend at, like time. we're at 57 minutes 27 seconds by my count that is definitely time that we've spent so if you it's think true. that time is if if you if you want to say good effort, we know you've really put your heart into that, and then you then you sort you you see you feel yourself about to say the next thing, but then you cut yourself off saying just good effort, good effort, everybody. Hey, Let's we really appreciate it. We really we it, it helps us buy weird things like smart bulbs and smart speakers <laughs> and phones that we talk about because these things are hard to come by in this day and age. Yep, this, it's a this day and age. It, a, I uh, I get paid by uh, through PayPal, so it does, and I don't have that hooked up to my bank account, and so that's like my fund for stuff like that. The reason why all of my bulbs are smart bulbs is are because like for a good like six or seven months, every time that that my that deposit got made to PayPal, I buy another bulb or two. So yes, thank you very much for the fact that I can now look now now make my office look like a 
Paris house of ill repute by just simply by saying, hey, hey, Guillermo, make every light in this room red. Hey, Guillermo, make my house of ill repute. Yes, exactly. You, you can, can go to IFTT and you can make IFTT. that happen. Yeah. <laughs> There are several. There are several <laughs> houses of prostitution near your address. <laughs> <sighs> I've already, I've already, I've already uh, set up a, a an Uber to bring three of them to your house. And I've checked your bank balance. And also turned on your smart camera to make sure that we can blackmail you into signing up for YouTube Red. Okay, yes, we are supposed. To, we should probably wind it up. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Russell, what's a, what is your holiday self serving greeting? As in trying to. Talk about what you're up to. Where are you moving? So I guess that's really all you're doing. I'm going to go with a Dr. Tolly and Soren quote here. Uh, Time is the fire in which we burn, Mr. Picard. Um, Sorry. (laughs) You can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter where you'll find much more inspirational quotes than that, I'm sure. If you just turn up and see what you get. Flo, over to you. Uh, I don't know about inspirational quotes, but I definitely want to say happy holidays to everybody, whether you're celebrating or not. And also, please be kind to each other. I had two road rage incidents before this podcast today. And, you know, it just made me realize I'm not leaving this house until after New Year's because it's crazy out there. So have compassion for one another, please. And follow me on Twitter at (laughs) OhThatFlow. Have compassion well, and follow me on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to figure out, was it Flo causing those road rage incidents? Is he winding down the window and she's like, I... Changing the subject. Get out of my face. You were kind of, uns- you were kind of unspecific about that. <laughs> uh, as, as for me, I guess I speak for Russell and me that if you have any like good cardboard boxes you're not using, if you could swing by our house Definitely. sometime in the next eight hours to uh, 36 <laughs> hours, uh, it is 10, 20, 10, 12 p.m. Uh, on Wednesday. So you're probably not going to get that, uh, get this in time. Actually, not, definitely not for me. Maybe for Russell. Yeah, so I've run out of uh, sticky tape and bubble wrap. Handles. Boxes, sticky tape, exactly. bubble wrap. Make it happen. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can find me by simply typing my, uh, my last name spelled correctly into uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and the www.anatco.com, Anatco on all those other services. Or you can go to the Chicago Sun-Times website, suntimes.com, for the silly things about technology that I write for pay. That's it for show 130. Thanks, everybody, for listening this time. Hope you all have a great holiday or a great December 25th where the streets are a little bit more empty. Uh, Until next time, have a great week. 